Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very senior and accomplished professional from Gurgaon, India, Jaya Bhateja. Jaya, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ashutosh. Thank you for inviting me here. Thank you. Jaya is the founder of the Abhyudhya Global Coach Circle. She's an official member of the Forbes Coach Coaches Council and Director of Coaching Education. So, Jaya, before we talk coaching, tell me a little bit about your own journey. Um, where should I start from, Ashutosh? From your professional life? From my professional life. So, um, I did my MBA in uh, HR and marketing and uh, it was, uh, you know, the first choice to start my career was HR. Mm -hmm. Started my career from recruitment. And I think uh, now when I look at hindsight, it's, I have an experimental nature. So if I don't really enjoy something, I like to change that. So mm -hmm. start recruitment and then started a job in, um, in, in general HR and then did a couple of more roles mm -hmm. and finally training. And I realized that my whole journey was about experimentation. And I was trying mm. to look for something inside. Mm. Which, uh, uh, so really, my journey was about experimentation. So I've done HR roles, supply demand roles, training roles. Mm. Recruitment. And that's when uh, around 2010, I realized I think I'm looking for something which I'm not getting. So mm -hmm. better, let's start looking. So, so my manager was doing a coaching course that time. Mm. And she suggested, I asked her, I said, you know, I'm just not able to find my ground. What mm. do you think I should do? She said, try coaching. I don't know. It'll work for you or not. So I started my coaching journey in 2010. Um, and then there was no looking back. Wow. So 2000 wow. internally did some coaching work externally and then, then dived deeper into it. Fantastic. And that's when I guess you started Abhyudhya Global Coach yes. Circle. Yeah, 2015 is when Abhyudhya was born. Wonderful. What does Abhyudhya mean? So Abhyudhya is a Sanskrit word. Um, uh, Abhay and Daya. So it it has two meanings. One is sunrise and it's mm. also fearless. Abhay. Okay. Fearless. Yeah. Fantastic. And how do you define a global coach circle? Yeah, so interestingly, uh, when I formed Abhyudhya, it was a Sanskrit word and I work with people across the globe and I've obviously had this concern that people are not able to pronounce, even Indians were finding it difficult to pronounce it. Mm. So I said, hey, listen, I need to add something so that people understand because there is uh, there's something called Abhyudhya Bank as well. So I said, let me add something so that people understand it's a coaching thing. Mm. So um, I had two, three ideas in mind. One was global coach network, one global coach community, global coach circle. Mm. And uh, to, to describe its true nature of being a common language among human, global came in, coach was obvious and circle because every circle is a continuum. Sun mm. is a continuum, life is a continuum. Correct. So that's how I uh, closed down on the word circle rather than network or community. Amazing, okay. So when I was reading about you, I was fascinated to read about what you define as the care culture, which is conversations, accountability, reflection, and empathy. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about this and give me some examples. So care basically is a framework to build coaching cultures in the organization, you know, so, so um, understanding the benefits of what coaching brings to the world, um, the coaching culture can be built on these five pillars, four pillars. 
And uh, the whole idea is how do we promote more authentic conversations in the organization? So not only coaching, but how can you do more and more activities and initiatives in the organization related to promoting conversations? Mm -hmm. Uh, accountability you know build your process around that have more ac accountability build more processes around reflection so it's a strategy it's basically mm -hmm. a strategic framework to build a sustainable leadership in any organization mm -hmm. that's what care is standing for mm -hmm. and when you talk about the, the four elements of care uh, you know conversations accountability reflection and empathy what is the process you follow so there is so basically we start with uh, training the leaders on these processes mm -hmm. and then also work with um, the senior leaders to build their values and cultures around that mm -hmm. and promote behaviors around that there is also a strategy around how do you market it internally how do you mm -hmm. promote culture and how do you make it a norm to have um, you know open conversations where people don't mind giving open feedback and mm -hmm. don't mind having authentic conversation there is um, how do you reduce the element of bias? How do you reduce the element of, uh, you know, hush-hush and mm. those conversations which are not to be spoken about? So bringing that. So when we implement uh, this kind of a strategy, we bring a holistic nature and say, you know, it's not about working with the HR and implementing mm. training program, but building it through the organization, uh, through multiple functions like marketing, value system, culture, and everything else. So mm. that's, it's like a, it's like a strategic, huge initiative, which, uh, you know, at times get implemented, at times take a lot of time or is done in phases. Very interesting. So uh, moving on, Jaya, you know, given your own background in HR and then being a coach and then forming your own company as an entrepreneur, and I'm just differentiating between uh, your as an entrepreneurial coach and as an employee coach, if I can use that term. How has your background supported your own coaching philosophy, your style, and your values? Uh, so it's a difficult question, Ashutosh, honestly, because mm -hmm. background is a blend of a lot of stuff, right? Your childhood, your parents' yeah. uh, culture, and uh, you know who you are in this world and what you want to do. True. So when I reflect back now, I feel that I have borrowed a lot of traits from my parents. Mm -hmm of entrepreneurship and leadership and experimentation and courage and all the mm -hmm. things. And that has really been the foundation of, uh, the, of what I'm doing now. And definitely my all my career and uh, my uh, education supported me. So my experience in HR and training is really the basis of a mm -hmm. Um, I had to learn some very tough stuff when I came out as an entrepreneur because the how do you really run a business was not my thing. I have never Correct. done. Hmm. I had to learn those ropes and I'm still learning. Finance was like, oh my God, what is it? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I still uh, spend a lot of time in my CA to understand how GST works. Hmm. All this. So I think it was one word to describe to your question is experimentation. That's in that's in my blood. I think I've mm. learned that from my mother. My she's she's very entrepreneurial nature and very optimistic. So nothing bogs her down. So mm. my background that way has actually pushed me to do things that I really like. Mm. Interesting. And my next question is all uh, related, you know, which is that you know we've all been shaped by different people in our lives, and we bring a lot of these perspectives, the personalities, into our relationship with our coaches. Who have you been shaped by and what have uh, what have been their influences on you? 
I, I think we are never shaped by one person, right? Absolutely. We have uh, different strands from different people. Right. So, um, including parents and then some mentors, some colleagues, friends, my life partner, my son, everybody has been some influence of some time. Correct. And my versions have changed. Like everybody, my versions have changed drastically mm. so many years. And what mm. is interesting to see is you never arrive. Mm. There is you never uh, have learned enough and there is always something to learn upon. And the moment you think you have learned, you have been made realize that no, the journey is not over. So mm. that has been my learning. So whatever I keep learning, I keep implementing uh, with my clients. And when I see back, I also see I've made some mistakes because of the kind of awareness I had that time. And now when the awareness has changed, how things change with that. Mm. So I think, again, coaching is also a very experimental uh, you know place there is no one session or one engagement which goes best and Correct. nothing like that. you know you, you're working with humans they are complex life is evolving and then you keep changing mm -hmm. stuff. and then what would you say are some of your own unique perspectives that you bring into a coach coachy coach relationship i think again that comes from my own life experiment to mm -hmm. say there is behind every leader a successful person whom I'm talking to there's a human mm, behind that. Correct. and every human has a story behind it which is influenced by their experience and all that mm. so I always try to look there mm. I always try to look at the larger picture at the whole holistic perspective of the person to say hey who is this person and what is he trying to do or what is she trying to do here um, and how can I support in that perspective mm. so that helps me remove a lot of bias Mm. That also helps me work at a human level and remove my uh, lenses about experiences and knowledge and all that. So right. that I think has been extremely supportive. So that also removes the barrier of um, uh, what do you say, uh, seniority or uh, hierarchy and everything, even, you know, gender and everything. So then that makes my work very easy. It's it's not easy to reach here, but then I think since once you have developed that perspective, it just, it helps you to mm. see in a different way you see mm. that this person is trying to succeed in what they're trying to do and they're human like you mm. well said that so does. another question that i have is that you know uh, i remember when i was soon after my mba you know and i'm 66 years old but i remember coaching or mentoring was done either by a family elder or by someone senior in a company who took a liking for you as someone who's a much younger leader who has you know, seen a lot of changes and have been in HR. I wanted to get your perspective, Jaya, on what has changed that coaching has become so formalized and people are willing to pay for it. That's a very interesting question. So 2010, when I started coaching as a formal course, when I started learning, mm -hmm. I have, I used to get comments from very learned people around me saying, you're wasting your time. Mm -hmm. Coaching is done by somebody who has gray hairs and you <laughs> yes. still have time. You, you know, enjoy your life. I don't want to get into this. Mm. This is not for you. You won't get her. And um, obviously I did not like those comments, but then that was a, there was a reality in that. Mm. There was a reality in, because that comes from our culture. Our culture has always been Correct. Like. Correct. But I think now the world is understanding that we need a neutral space. Mm. Uh, we need a space which is not about experience and hierarchy because the more and more experience comes into the room, the more mm. and more bias also comes with it, right? There is a set way of looking at sure. things. 
So what professional coaching has done, especially to India is it has created a space, especially after pandemic for people mm. to open their minds and hearts without having those barriers of experience, mm. um, even, even career limitings, right? I mean, if I'm talking to somebody in my organization, it can be career limiting for mm. me. So that neutral space with a lot of professionalism and a lot of education behind that creates a great combination for people to feel safe and talk about anything. Mm. And that's primarily the reason why it has reached a level of, uh, you know, professionalism, people are ready to pay, organizations are investing in it, and makes a very good proposition because the person who's engaging with you has nothing to do, has no stake in your life. Mm. And and still stay uh, professionally trained and educated to offer you a different perspective. Mm. So yeah, that's that's really the reason why landscape has changed. Very interesting. And you spoke a little bit about culture. So my next question relates to culture. Uh, you know, we are in a diverse cultural country that we work in. And as coaches, I'm sure we work with many, many different cultures. And when I say cultures, I mean not uh, you know, religions, but cultures in the sense some people are brought up as being very aggressive. Some people are brought up as, you know, people and Indians particularly have this thing that let my work do the talking. Why should I talk about my work? My question to you, Jaya, is how does culture impact coaching? Um, how does culture impact? Oh, huge, huge. Because workplaces are made up of cultures, right? The common values Correct. that we live Correct. in. Families are made up of culture. Absolutely. And we are all puppets yeah. of these cultures. Absolutely. Now, what coaching does is coaching helps people learn their internal culture. Hmm. Who are you? What are your beliefs? What are your thoughts? How do you think? How do you behave? How do you react? everything correct and then also brings the external culture in on the table to see hey let's create alignment mm. which coexist right so the coaching the methodology of coaching is basically to say hey let's create coexistence and harmony between where you exist and what you want to do mm. right without calling anything wrong or right because there isn't anything like mm. that right so so the whole confusion stays because i have an internal culture and I need to fit into a culture which is opposite to me. And mm. I don't have an option to quit. So how do I coexist? Mm. So that's the facilitation work that coaching does, really. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. My next question to you is that, you know, you would have worked for old leaders, older leaders and young leaders. And, you know, uh, older leaders may still say that, yeah, you're still very young. And someone may say that, you know, uh, we, we can make all kinds of comments. What are your perspectives on the difference between coaching a senior leader versus an emerging leader? So um, interestingly, while these are some of the thoughts that come to our mind, which inhibits us to be in front of a senior leader, I have seen, I have actually experienced senior leaders to be much more humble. Mm. Uh, I think they have seen life much more to be able to um, invite a new perspective for someone who's maybe filtered through their system to mm. be in front of them. Um, while I had those fears too, how will I, what, what if they'll ask me something I don't know and they will say you're too young and all those things. But actually my experience have been very, very humbling. In fact, mm -hmm. with younger leaders or with emerging leaders, that attitude is still there at times. Mm. Uh, but when you're going through the organization, things are different here, mm. you know, so uh, the difference in coaching these two kinds of leaders is just the difference in the starting point. Mm. 
and everything else then converged to the self and then self is basically a platform which was created by the conditioning through life experiences and uh, childhood and everything goes to the same place I would mm. say but yeah the starting point for everybody is different based on where are they talking from right well said uh, my next question is on technology Jay. I mean you know every service every industry is greatly being impacted by technology yeah is technology changing coaching as well oh yeah big time mm -hmm. <laughs> So basically, coaching has three functions. One is create insights. Second is change the uh, create a new muscle, and third is have a system to uh, keep that those habits in place. Mm. What is technology doing is it's acting at all the three places. Mm. Latest example and talk of the town is ChatGPT. It is also giving people insights about how do I apply my values. Mm. Um, it it has not reached a level of saying okay can you tell me what are my values mm -hmm. it, but I don't think it's very far you know it's not very far I think yep. all of us will have to think about new careers very soon correct correct and of course chat GPT will uh, may not take over the perspectives a coach can offer but certainly can do a lot of the mechanical work I'm wondering yeah. if chat GPT can help you do a 360 with your coaches uh, you know people around them but who knows? Yeah, it, it's doing a lot of work. I think the only thing technology may be a little far from would be the human connection. Correct. And, and, and the touch and feel that we provide to each other when we meet each other in a cafe, we have a different kind of energy going on. I think that's what uh, the leverage we have as a human. And mm. I think we need to learn how to work with technology. Well said. Great response. Thank you. Um, my next question is, uh, how long should a coaching relationship be for? Well, there is a, there is a long and a short answer to that. Long, mm -hmm. uh, the short answer is when you're working on specific goals, you should always have a specific timeline mm -hmm. because if there is no timeline, then there is no, uh, you also don't know when you have reached where and when do you have, there is no north mm -hmm. point. Right? Mm -hmm. So when you're working on specific goals, there should be milestones and defining period and you can always keep adding on. And um, in our lives, we all need people whom we can keep going to on need basis. So mm -hmm. is my purpose to reach a goal or is my purpose to just find some perspective or is my purpose to just share today Dip creates the, uh, the arrangement accordingly. Mm -hmm. So when we work with the organizations, they have a particular purpose in a development area. They define number of sessions. It works like that. But there are times like I work with coaches also, they'll just say, I just need some time with you to just have a conversation mm. because I'm feeling stuck and one conversation can do for them. Mm. So it really depends. What's the Very purpose? The uh, next question is, uh, and I've often been asked this by a lot of uh, people who are looking for coaches, is how can a potential coachee evaluate a coach? Yeah, I, that's that's a little tough one. Again, uh, when you are evaluating a coach, you're all you you. At times, we forget the human behind that. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have a lot of checklists mm -hmm. uh, to say all these things should be there. But then, when a coach comes in front of you, that coach is trying to present themselves as a human, mm -hmm. right? So not everybody is great at interviewing, and then and and especially when we know we are scanned. We don't do that well. Mm. Mm. That's where a lot of conversations get smuddled up. Um, the advice that I can give right now is 
do your homework on internet talk to people see who are the people who have worked Correct. with and speak to them because that will give you a first hand experience yeah and then have a conversation see whether energy matches or not wonderful so time for two more questions yeah my next question is on a lot of the young leaders who are coming into leadership roles in most businesses uh, and i do believe the millennials and the gen z leaders have brought in an absolutely new breath of fresh air uh, and are doing a lot of changes something that i'm from the boomers generation seems to have messed up a lot um and yet i wanted to get your thoughts on what are some of the areas these young leaders need to be coached in again there's no blanket answer to these things because uh, based on who is coming from which education right. experiences i'm i'm seeing a mix mm. i'm seeing very mature leaders talking about purpose of life mm. and i'm also seeing people who are struggling with the basics right um <clears throat> what is common across is everybody has access to knowledge so nobody is looking for more knowledge uh, what is really missing in today's world is how do you how do you work with others how do you work with teams how do you have cordial relationships because you know everything is treated like a process and four steps and trips uh, tips and tricks uh, which i think the point is been missed by uh, some of these uh, millennials that a lot of things are relationship based your business mm. is relationship based not everything can be codified not everything can sure. be on social media so i think that element um uh, is a is a perspective that uh, because this generation is also about performance mm -hmm. it's also about uh, results it's also about um, making it fast i want to get free fast so in that speed they forget that uh, you know that glue of relationship and human element so i think that's where we do a lot of coaching interesting very interesting and my last question jay and this is for the many many people who will listen to our conversation based on your own amazing journey and all the work you've done with so many different individuals as a coach what would you say are three lessons or three learnings you want our viewers and listeners to take away um well there are many um and if i have to quote three uh, one would really be that we all have get one life Mm. Uh, if you if you don't want to believe in the uh, you know next life concept but um you have one life make best out best use of it mm. second is uh, to make any change in anything we need courage mm. cultivate the courage to operate with courage that's mm. uh, that's a difficult one i see everywhere people find it extremely mm. difficult to do things that they truly believe in mm. and the third one is humans are all about expression so we need to create spaces for expressions mm -hmm. and it can be in form of creativity it can be form of a business it can be form of anything else yeah but finding space to express yourself in this life is an extremely important experience we all should have mm -hmm. as a human which fascinating I, yeah. fascinating and on that note jaya and your three amazing lessons we have one life make the best use of it second you said was that um, build the courage to be able to do things that you want to do and the third one you said was create space for expressions to express your own self thank you so much for speaking to me about your own journey about abhutia global coach circle thank you for giving me so many different insights into coaching um and uh, thank you for speaking to me good luck thank you ashutosh thank you for your time 
Thank you for listening to the brand called You video cast and podcast. A platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.